Let me know if y'all can hear me, though. I'm trying on the new scenery, so. Pretty quiet. I might try this room from now on. Let me know if y'all think. Y'all can hear me. Hear me better than this one. It's pretty good. Not too much noise. That's what I like. It's great not to hear a bunch of background noise when you're doing this. Alright y'all, welcome back. Another episode of Dissecting Dialogue. I'm Eric Twins, as y'all know. We back at it again. We're always here. You know, you know what time it is. You know what we're always here for. We're here to talk about the nitty-gritty, the uncomfortable, you know, quintessential barbershop conversations. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're here to discuss. Uh, week's been okay. Everything's good. Good. A lot of moves I'm making, oh, for those that stay out in Texas, Houston in particular, uh, y'all can catch me in action downtown in a play. It's called What We Do Now. The director is Kevo Arube. I'm butchering his name, but shout out to him for casting me in it. Uh, I'm was actually supposed to be, y'all probably, I probably told you if I have it, well, I will, anyway, um, he actually brought me as an understudy and then casted me for September, but since, uh, one of the dudes couldn't make it, I got cast for this upcoming play, which is April 10th, forgot to mention it, and September, so yeah, I can cast me all there, uh, what else? I move on the way as well. You have to know, same city, everything, all that. I've been pretty busy. I'm not gonna lie to you. I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been making moves. I, I can admit that. You know, I gotta stay busy. Gotta, gotta keep my mind stimulated. That's how I've always been. But now to the topic at hand. Let's get this out of the way. Now, uh, just stimming up my research. Now, for someone, oh, almost knocked this down. Now, someone that doesn't really do the traditional way of shopping, I don't know how y'all feel about shopping in general, but, you know, maybe this is like, is this really, I don't think, there's a lot of stuff I don't do that's not considered a guy thing, like, I don't know, when it comes to clothes, like, my girlfriend, like, I have more clothes than her, which is like a rare thing, because really, the, your girl's supposed to have more clothes than you. But I don't know, me being a dude, I have noticed that I have like way more clothes than her. I don't know, I'm starting to notice that. And I have a very kind of unique kind of fashion sense, like stuff that, you know, that they'll pull up and say like, oh, it's kind of under the radar, DL type stuff. I could pull that off and you wouldn't even expect this. But that's like a side note. Um, what did I find in that? So I was looking up something. I posted it. Y'all probably seen it. Uh, I posted it on my story. Please. I, I hate when I have these things and I can't find it. But either way, um, so it was this thing with a Nordstrom, right? Nordstrom, uh, not a, <laughs> most of the people probably listening uh, probably know what that is. Um, they had something where it was workers it was sweatshop workers right they were talking about the, the sweatshop workers that was in there i gotta find the exact post though 
I had it. But basically, they were showing that Nordstrom and they had a bunch of other stores where their workers that was, you know that makes all the materials, etc., etc., that they were getting paid like a dollar fifty-eight an hour. Now, I'll repeat that number for those tuning in. Here we go. I found it. So it says Nordstrom, Neiman Marcus, and other brands were buying clothes from a sweatshop that paid just a dollar fifty-eight an hour in California, of all states, right? So yeah. That was the article. I knew it. I was trying to find it. So it says a conscientious consumer may think that buying clothes made in America automatically means wages are better than those in the developing world. It says not necessarily true. And it says when the Department of Labor randomly examined the practices of dozens of clothing makers based in the U.S., they found that the vast majority were breaking the law and that workers making clothes for Nordstrom and other brands were in some cases earning less than $2 an hour. It's $1.58. Now, hearing that is very painful. It's very painful because it makes you think of like how, you know, especially in this country, we pride upon, you know, because I always say like the, the U.S. is like pretty much home for the immigrants in a sense because it gives everybody a chance no matter what nation they're from, no matter where they came from like a land of opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. The quote unquote American dream, right? But if you really grew up in the States and as you get older, you realize that it's just a crock of shit, which it is, still is. Uh, George Collins said it best, the American dream, you have to believe, you have to be asleep in order to believe it. That's what he said. Problem is how we've been conditioned from schooling, how we've been indoctrinated and how we've been programmed to think that all these things that we're supposed to have is considered American dream. We're supposed to have this big house, fancy car, all these luxurious items, all this. It's really smoke and mirrors. Now you get to the nitty gritty of it. And seeing this article pretty much puts the icing on the cake of the shit sandwich, I should say. Cake, cherry cake, shit cake, shit You can get my point. The point is, this is egregious looking at this shit. This is like a dollar could be an hour. Now I know what people are probably thinking. Well, if they chose to work for that, we shouldn't feel any, I've actually seen people say, oh, well, they chose to work for that. Oh, they shouldn't have any sympathy. Well, I can make the same case about, I don't know, the single mom trying to take care of her kids and having to work all these low-paying jobs, but she can't really quit because, I don't know, she has mouths to feed. She has to put food on the table, make sure the rent's paid. But no one makes any excuses for that. They applaud the single mother. And then on the flip side, right, say if that was like a, a, just a, not even a single father, just a father in general. If he was you know, making jobs that wasn't paying as much, but he had to do what he had to do. No one even bats an eye. So people pick and choose on what they want to have sympathy for and what they want to, oh, have deep concern about because everybody wants to play the, you know, pick and choose the game. They want to decide what's terrible and what's not. My whole thing is we're all on the same hamster wheel, okay? We're all running the same race. And here's the punchline. There is no winners. Sorry to say it. 
it's kind of like when it's kind of like that scene in Bruce Almighty where uh, it was a you, for those that seen it when learn that lottery. Like yeah, I won the lottery, but so the like whatever she said, like two, three hundred some people wanted to, so it's pretty much like sixteen dollars. It's like yeah, you can say, oh, this person struggles more, or this person struggles more. We're all running the same race, and it's an it's there's no winners, there's no losers. We're all in draw. It's all it's a never ending draw. We all have to split the same bullshit trophy. That means nothing. But coming back to this, it really makes me think of just the whole working class society in general. You know, I hate to say the average Joes, but just, you know, the regular working man and woman that pretty much have to build somebody else's empire or corporation, you know, when they got to go home and pretty much use their check to survive those type of people it, and, and, and I, I really it really broke it down to and this is the question for tonight and I want y'all to figure it out are we all in slavery now slavery is such a touchy word to say because every every time someone hears slavery, people get all in shock when they hear it. Because it's like you got one side that says like, oh, well, it's not as bad as it was before. Then you got another side that's like, thinks that it should be one-sided or inclusive to a certain group of people, right? Uh, I was talking about this movie. Gangs in New York, they had a scene where they have boats coming in and the quote unquote Americans were looking at the people coming in the boats, the Irish immigrants, whatever. And the Americans were looking that kind of like frowning upon them, pretty much calling them lower class. Excuse me. Pretty much calling them lower class, right? Then it made me think, well, I know it's been historically proven that there's already people in the states that were of a brown skin complexion, right? So I'm thinking, because this whole narrative about how getting people from Africa, blah, 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 going, I'm, think, I'm thinking, why would these just go back and forth to even get them? Why not just, you know, like, I always thought it was dumb. Again, another time for another day. The main point is, about the whole slavery thing is, it never was like, I mean, if you want to go to biblical terms or if you want to go back to old textbooks and all that, there's always been slaves, okay? It's always always been slavery. There's always been people that had to do work for a person of a certain power. It's not inclusive to a race or or a ethnicity or some whatever. Religion doesn't matter. There's always been slaves, no matter what the race is. And I think the problem is the certain group of people that likes claiming slavery, but also like claiming that they're kings and Egyptians and whatever the fuck. I don't know. 
likes to throw that out there. And the problem is with that is they want their their whole notion is y'all know what I'm talking about. The point is a lot of their times it's always one sided where it's like you know people throwing the whole black people can't be racist by definition even though technically if you look at the definition it does say that racism means prejudice or bias against a certain race uh, no matter what status blah 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 says it in there so whoever says that needs to go back to school or in your mom's womb or in the cosmos anyway so let's just break down what slavery is no I'm not a robot Google so dumb. Anyway, so let's look this up. So it says slavery is the ownership, and of course they have someone that's black on here. Slavery is the ownership of a person as property, especially in regards to their labor. Slavery typically work involves compulsory work with the slave's location of work and residence dictated by the enslaver. Pause. See where it's where I read and where it says slavery typically involves compulsory work with the slave's location of work. In residence dictated by the enslaver. What's the difference between having a job? Really? What is the difference? Your work okay. They get your information. Uh, they make you file your taxes on this sheet. They give you this piece of paperwork to fill out. Um, you have to work this set of hours. You get paid this amount of money, but you do three, four times the amount of work for that money. I mean, it's not like you can just go around and say, you know what, I'm not coming in today. Because if you don't come in today without a reasonable excuse, uh, you get penalized for it, right? And then it's saying enslavement is the placement of a person in slavery. Again, still connecting jobs. Now, the reason why I bring that up is, is you know, because back then, people don't know this too. Just like how there was probably BIPOC slave owners, there was white slaves. But they didn't call them white slaves. They called them indentured servants, right? Let's, let's break that down. Let us say indentured <clears throat> servitude is a form of labor in which a person is contracted. I keep stopping. It's crazy how it's broken down, right? Slavery, indentured servitude, right? You see how indentured servitude is almost like, this is how I see it in my mind, because my mind works weird. I think slavery is like considered like regular work, full-time, part-time. Right? That type of stuff, like a job. That's what I think it kinda is. I fit that in that category. But then indentured servitude, automatically I thought I think of like 1099 freelance workers for some reason. I don't know why. I just realized that I don't know how my mind just works like that. But anyway, yeah, that's how I kinda see it. So I see slavery as like job you know, full part-time, you know, long hours, et cetera, et cetera. But then I see indulgent servitude as just like, you know, contract work. You know, you do your own taxes, you know, you file for your own health and 
all that stuff. You work your own hours. That's how I see it as. That's crazy how I just connected that. But anyway, that's how I see it. So all these different phrases, I don't even think it's like, I think the people that, of course, the people that made the history books, that programmed us to think this way, had us thinking that it was inclusive, slavery was inclusive, the one reason that you shouldn't come. I mean, that's why Kanye was on fire for that stuff. Sure, you know, and just to be clear, and I can quote him, he's, when he was talking about how, which is true, like I can't tell you how many times I've heard people in, in my family say, you know, 400 years, 400 years. Y'all been saying 400 years for 400 years, for 400 years. Do the math. That's 400 years. Three. That's how, like, I kept hearing that shit. I keep hearing last days. I keep hearing 400 years. It's like, damn, do y'all want to be slaves or do you not want to be slaves? But let's get back to it. So, yeah, that's crazy how. So, the difference between slavery and indigenous servitude, like I said, slavery, I see it as a job. Indigenous servitude, I see it as like 1099 work. That's the way I see it. That's how, that's how I break it down, basically. But what I get out of it is, <clears throat> I don't think people really know that slavery never really died. I don't think anything in history never really is outdated, per se. I just think it comes back in a different way, basically. You know, some people, they always say, like, you know, they're having the way of the dinosaur. Well, some stuff I don't think never really dies. Like, slavery never really died. They just call it the jobs. You know, indentured servitude never really died. died. They call it a contract work. Uh, you know, slave owners never really died. They just call them managers. You know? I actually scratched that. Overseers never really died. They called them managers. Slave owners never really died. They were like, uh, matter of fact, scratch that. Overseers is like the supervisors. Slave owners is like the managers. Uh, who is it? What, slave catchers? Whatever. That's like the police. So nothing never really died. It just changed in, in a way. I don't think nothing, not, I don't really believe in the whole uh, slavery. I mean, we can't even go, This and this is when, this is how you know they like hiding stuff. They only give you little bits and pieces. Now, me being the race that I am, I had to learn verbatim what certain amendments were. And the certain amendments was always like 13th, 14th, and 15th, right? But 13th in particular, right? So this is what it says. This, this is the 13th amendment. And it is crazy how this works. How, how, how they just sleep, slip right under your nose when they say it. So they say the 13th amendment to the U.S. Constitution, they say it abolished slavery in a voluntary servitude, except, right? Except as punishment for a crime. So basically they said it's not really gone, but basically if you are punished or if you locked up or say if you do something wrong on a job or just anywhere else, if you just do something, if you caught speeding or 
whatever, basically you still a slave or you're still whatever in of, of some service against your will, right? As like a way to pay your debt. So again, it never really died. They just found a fancy way to, you know, sweeten it up. Like with most laws, they just find, so they find different words to kind of think that it's over or think that, oh, this, this would never happen. But it's probably happening right now. Shit, it's still happening. I think it's still happening. Yeah. You see, prostitution never died. Presidents are the biggest pimps. But the reason why I say this is that. And it's funny because girlfriend's always, always saying that. Why do we have to pay for water, air, you know, things like that? Things that we pretty much need to live. Why are we paying for? Why do we have to, you know, live in big houses, all bunch of together? I don't know. One of my favorite uh, YouTube channels, I don't know if y'all heard it. It's um, called Soft White Underbelly. I really like it because it really shows, like, I don't want to say the necessarily outcast society, but I say the people that's kind of just kind of, I would say, like, the low... Basically, what it is, the underbelly, like the people, you know, under the low, I say under the low class, because there's, you know, high, middle, low, but I think they're like unreal, real under the low. But anyway, um, there was like one segment he does where he's in uh, this, where he does a segment on uh, Appalachia, area in Appalachia, I think that's like, um, let me look it up, where is that? But Appalachia is like, uh... Kentucky area, um, like Virginia area. Let me find it. Let me find it. Because I looked at it, I was like, wow. I mean, I'll get to it, but let me just, let me just find it. There we go. So, okay, Appalachia Cultural Region in the, yeah, I was going to say East Coast, but like, kind of like sub little southern little bit of say yeah uh cultural region eastern united states let's see okay georgia yeah but anyway they're pretty much known for like a lot of where hillbillies are hillbillies are at right but basically when i listen to these people that's from this area right sure they may not have money sure uh they may live in places where they can't find no means of living. Sure, they may look a certain way. They may look rough, whatever. But the way every time I hear these people talk, I'm like, dang, they sound, they're more wiser than people with PhDs. And they have, shit, they're more, they have more freedom than all of us combined. They don't have to answer to nobody. They don't have a set. They don't have a schedule. 
they don't have to worry about you know they got a, they're late for their rent or paying the bill they, they're free but people you know looking on the outside them would probably be like oh they bummer they live in an impoverished area in the country but shit free that's free land everything that they have is there it's like sure you might think is that but they're they're free they're they're practicing what they call the laws of nature and I think that's what we need to be we weren't meant to just you know it's almost weird like how I see humanity going it's like you know, I know I'm kind of back talking by saying things never change. Because I'm pretty sure somewhere around this time in existence that there was probably something like this where, I mean, y'all probably heard me talk about it, you know, as far as like the masculinity being a crisis with Greece and Rome and all that. I'm pretty sure they had something like that where people were, I mean, they make movies about how we shouldn't get caught up with like the, 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 the the little fancy stuff because you become a monk like literally the Lord of the Rings is basically showing you that if you succumb to the flashy shiny things too much you literally become a monster with what you're doing and with these jobs and even myself I'm working on steps to you know get out of that hamster wheel you know it takes some time but I'm gonna get there but Seeing going back to the Appalachian thing, seeing those, and let's be they're mostly Caucasian. I'll be honest, not that it matters, but I'm just saying it's I'm just reading what it says right here. It says 80% of the people are Caucasian, but seeing that just made me think, yeah, that may look like you know, stereotype that may seem that they're this, you know, a bunch of stereotypes. Oh, they may have old ways of thinking, but. I'm pretty sure there's people that's in higher society or just any society that probably thinks like them. They're probably more open about it. You know, they have the freedom to speak their mind. Most of us don't. Most of us are so scared to say what we want to say. So we tuck our tails between our legs because we're afraid to speak on it. But you can't be afraid to get out there and spread your wings. We weren't meant to be behind, you know, desks and the computer screens all our lives, as I'm looking at a computer screen. But difference is, this is what I'm passionate about. You know, it's cool that I can be able to get my thoughts across and then have people chime in because I'll be honest, I didn't think no one was going to probably listen to mine. You know, but then again, there's a set for people probably doing so much stuff. Actually, I wouldn't say similar because I'm not talking about what everybody else is talking about. It's almost like, I don't know. It seems like most of the podcasts that I see, it's always about relationships. Especially with someone in my ethnicity. Always talking about, it's like, damn, like, the, the, the Kevin Samuel script is just, <laughs> y'all just running through it. You know? And I don't even think he did but um yeah man that's all i got for tonight man yeah that 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 article really shouldn't because i know 
you know, and I guess, I don't even want to say I feel guilty about it, but I know that, I mean, it's, it's yin and yang, you know, it's yin and yang, it's like, yeah, uh, stiff stuff like that, you know, with these stores, clothing stores, it's like, it's great, you know, it's affordable, whatever, and then seeing stuff like, you know, workers making less than $2 an hour, it's like, yeah, it's messed up, but, you know, just like how people in Appalachian have the freedom to just do whatever, the right way of being freedom, doing whatever, in a way, they probably, maybe they're just doing that just so they can support their family, who knows? I still, yeah, I, we don't really know what people got going on behind closed doors. Shit, even people in higher places probably wish that they could have the freedom to just, you know, just stay in the house and just chill, you know? Because they're certain, they're certain uh, person. They have to be out all the time. They probably don't even want to be out all the time. You can look in their face. But that's neither here nor there. But like I said, thank y'all for always tuning in for my, my real supporters. Thank y'all for always listening in. Again, Spotify, Apple. Well, it's not Anchor no more. It's Spotify for podcasters, which is silly. Uh, Amazon. If y'all got Amazon, check me out there. I'm on Amazon and iHeart coming soon. You know the rest. But, uh, and look, oh, no, sorry. That's it. If you knew, if you knew Continue to share, whatever, whatever. If you knew, you're not new. Y'all not the point. Thank y'all for sharing. Thank y'all for always listening to me. And I'll catch y'all on the next one. I'm gone.